everyone, this is Nick Castle, better known as The Shake, and you are listening to the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast. And Greg, I'm right out your window. in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast a horror podcast that is an essential resource to earning a higher degree in terror my name is greg d i'm genius mcgee and on today's episode we continue our summer of slasher series as we listen in and dissect a few of our favorite slasher scores and soundtracks but before we get into that let me remind you we are part of the boom howdy podcast network boom howdy you can find all of our episodes at boomhowdy.com or the easiest way to listen in is to simply search for nightmare junkhead in your itunes or soundcloud app hit subscribe and when we drop our latest episode it'll download directly to your listening device of choice all up in your in-home vinyl hole and also if you are on the social media perusing out there in the what was once the wasteland and is now a uh, summer camp uh, where you're searching for Wi-Fi. Uh-huh. The, it, the d- remoteness. <laughs> the remoteness. Yeah, the remote locations indeed. Well, if you can find us on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And on Facebook is where we actually post all the cool things that we go out and about and do. All the events that sometimes we're hosting. Mm-hmm. But in other cases, uh, like the following thing on Terror Tuesday... We're simply attending. Just having fun, man. Which is cool. Which is, well, and that's the other thing. It's, we have to we, love- we love hosting, don't get it wrong, but sometimes it's cool to, like, entertain me now. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? I mean, like, yeah. And I'm not going to lie. On Terror Tuesday, it is not uncommon to see me just ca- crawled up in my own little ball enjoying the pre-show because i we have to lament the loss of our friday the 13th episode which we talked all terror tuesday with uh, adrian torres and amber solomon um but one of the things i mentioned was just the i'm so the pre-show that shows before terror tuesday at this point there's such a rhythm to it now that i've fallen into it Mm -hmm. and it's comforting Mm -hmm. there's a bit where the uh, basket case trailer comes in and he's got these vibes that there's the zombie trailer so you get the fritzy and it ends with the phantasm the fangoria ad with angus scrim all of the dead weight (laughs) so i only mention this because uh we post all the terror tuesday screenings and after this episode releases on tuesday july 23rd you only have to go back to this year's Into the Mouth of March Madness tournament where we talked from the year of 1978, a little Roger Corman, Dick Miller-fueled uh, underwater terror film just that is beautiful. <laughs> a film that probably inspired Frank Welker, at least, or at least we <laughs> yeah. hope so, but is uh, 1978's Piranha. That movie is fun. It's mean and fun and gnarly, and I dig it. You forget how mean the movie yeah. is, but also it is, and it's Dick Miller at his finest, so come out and check that out, because that one is going to be a blast. Um, also then, that Saturday, July 27th, a film we will be hosting, mm-hmm. rather than kicking back, um, we are going to be screening George A. Romero's Day of the Dead. This is going to be rad. And I, I guess we have to thank Stranger Things for I was going to say, we changed that nice little Stranger Things connection. If you haven't seen it, spoilers. It's a really good, because I'd be the same way, like, oh, here it comes, here it comes. Aw, man. We promise no brownouts or blackouts. or oh, so. Upside you know, down outs. Indeed, the mind flare. Uh, but we will have a good time with that. Now, I can't even actually know. It's not a good time. That is like, it's such a dour movie. But it's still a good time, because it's Day of the Dead. Come I mean. out for the gore effects. This is probably Savini at his all-time high. Just, we hope you don't choke. No, yeah, choke. And then, oh, yeah, of course. And rest in peace, Joe Pilato, who yep. passed recently. Yep. Check him out as Captain Rhodes, who is unhinged as a mamma jamma. Mm-hmm. So freaking good. For those who come out, we salute you. <laughs> bub, 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 bub. Uh, something we definitely need to talk about here before we get into today's segment is we recently survived uh, a barely 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 we're still recouping we're i'm still licking my wounds see i I played it smart but uh we had this year's crypticon happen this last weekend which was a blast and we're going to do a crypticon episode that's actually going to be the first episode in august so we're going to keep this short but you did want to give a little shout out to yeah i want to give a shout out to everybody who helped out the kansas city horror club uh paul frida diana dustin tim everybody you guys 
fucking killed it. Christy, you rock everybody and everybody who came to Crypticon and said, hey, what's up? And checked out the new horror club stuff. Speaking of uh, October the 5th, that Saturday, we are having uh, at the drive in at the twin drive in Independence. I can I can officially announce this now. Um, we're going to show Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and American Werewolf in London at the drive in. And there's going to be a swap and shop. So. The last rad. last year was great. Had a great time with Killer Clowns and then uh, Night, Night of the Creeps. Creeps. Yeah, and oh, so uh, did I admit? I can't remember if I admitted this or not because it sounds very indulgent. Uh, but one of the first commentary tracks we ever recorded was Night of the Creeps, mm-hmm. and I, of course, I was by myself. I was in the car at the drive-in, and I don't dream it. I listened to our commentary track, which I didn't know if that was weird or not. I was because, uh, you were telling me about your plan, and I was like, dude. Don't do it when I'm around because if I would get in the car and we'd do a commentary on us doing the commentary, like like the worlds would collect yes. Cronenberg and shit. We would like wind up in the digital. We would really see you in your dreams, you know. So like, <laughs> sound advice, sound advice. <laughs> so so how to come out? I, I well, I guess I'm biased, but I thought it was pretty fun. Nice. And I only say that because we actually have a Dream Warriors commentary track as well. <laughs> Dream Warriors. So if you are, you know, if you're going to be at the drive-in and you want to enhance your screening, if you will, I challenge you or I actually, you know, and go on and listen to it. It was a lot of fun. We enjoy recording those. Get indulgent. Just don't turn it up to Caligula. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. But uh, we had a grand old time there at Crypticon this weekend. So, again, thank you to everyone that came and talked to us, which actually leads us to this episode segment, a um, little segment we call What's the Score, mm-hmm. where we kick back and we listen to some of our favorite horror scores and soundtrack, but the only thing is, it's here in studio. Right, exactly. We're spinning vinyl fresh, we don't do the digital stuff, what, what? I, and that, that sounds horrible, we're not snobs, it's just, it's fun to limit ourselves. Right, right. We do, do with what you have. But also to indulge, indeed. Exactly. And Again, this is an indulgent episode. Don't dream it. Also, this is, we always like to joke, this is an episode where we kind of just, we kick back and we listen to music. So it's kind of a lazy episode, if you will. Again, I'm licking them my wounds, man. <laughs> There's a reason I scheduled this one here. But we do this maybe once a month, once every other month. There are some podcasts out there that do this on a weekly basis, so make sure you're checking them out. And that includes uh, the the maestro, Tony Giles, uh, and all the shows on the Damn Fine Network. Uh, our good friend Nick from the uh, From an Inspired By podcast. They're doing a wonderful job. Go out, listen, support, follow, indulge, have some fun with those. Uh, but ultimately, I want to kind of dedicate this particular episode to um, a listener of ours uh, named Rod. And he came up and he introduced himself to us here this weekend at Crypticon. And it was just such a nice thing because we had met him initially when we did our live episode at Halloween Palooza last year. Mm-hmm. So I think that was his first time interacting with us. And for some reason or another, we didn't scare him away. And he's con- continued listening. Uh, but he came up and he said, and we, we were just talking. And it was just really nice because it's always interesting when we hear of a listener that isn't it that we don't know yeah you know like oh 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 okay wow okay cool yeah <laughs> but i mentioned this in this um, episode uh, kind of dedicating this particular episode to him because he mentioned that uh he started record collecting again and one of the first ones he picked up was the return of the living dead soundtrack uh, he does want a party <laughs> yes he does he, he likes it creepy yeah spooky so the, so the bug bit him it did it did and, and so, we're and we're the bed bug is that yeah. what it is well i wasn't gonna go with that particular route but i suppose if you want to that works <laughs> that's just nah, without without the bed we're just the bug i was just gonna say maybe just that little you know earworm you, oh yeah i, I star trek 2 yeah. wrath of khan earworm <laughs> check off spinal <laughs> there it is there it is but in staying true to our theme of the summer of slashers all of the records we're going to listen to are slasher oriented mm-hmm. and we've listened to a few of these scores before but we're going to do some different tracks here and I figured, you know, why not kick off with the granddaddy, the one, the only, the classic Halloween. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody, we're going to spin some tunes. We are going to spin some tunes that Jay he- C. himself wrote. And I'm doing this first because we recently released our recently released. That's good. Uh, not too long ago, we released a Halloween commentary track. And the only downside to those is as fun as they are to record 
is we have to basically mute everything. Yeah, we can't hear the music, and the music is half the fucking fun with Halloween. I mean, it's Halloween. So we're going to indulge this particular episode with uh, a little John Carpenter and Halloween. And this particular episode, this album was put out by Mondo. And again, those damn boutique labels out there that are putting out just awesome work. The artwork is wonderful. The sound is great. But we're going to open up with a track. And if you go back to the commentary track, the first time I was initially introduced to Halloween, I didn't see it all the way through. I walked in on a scene and it was this scene and it's this track that we're going to listen to. And it's this track that has stuck in my head from that moment to today. It is a track simply called The Shape Stalks. simple yet so effective man because like as it starts off you just you picture him looming in the background and then as the music gets bigger and bigger and more layers he's closer and closer until you can feel them like (sighs) on the back of your neck it's crazy and that's what ultimately when you see him going down the stairs afterward you just get that pounding that simple and sinister but they just layer it on and what's funny is I'm I've been listening to you know sound score horror scores and soundtracks for quite a while, and it's it's not necessarily the cool thing to do as I found out. This was a while ago, but I was uh, hanging out with a friend of mine named Charlie, and she's going through all my music, and I've got like some Miles Davis in there, uh, probably like some Rat or something like that. But she comes across the Halloween score, and she looks at this and she's like, "Why would you listen to this?" And I'm like, "Cause it's great music." And she's like, "It's scary." I was like, well, yeah, that's the point, you know, but she's like, no, it's actually scary thinking about you listening to this and just driving around. <laughs> and In I, the Haddonfield van. Exactly. <laughs> and I thought about it for a second. I'm like, you know, if like, if someone were to like, if I was blasting it, you know, I had the windows down, which you don't dun, really do. Dun, 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 It's not necessarily something that inspires like... <laughs> Just a group sing along. Like, like, yeah, exactly. Like, what are you doing? Just driving. Just, dun 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 dun. <laughs> it becomes your own sound, your own personal soundtrack, and you know there's nothing. It's all no nefarious, shit, exactly. Right? That's there. I mean, that's kind. I mean, if you're gonna listen to it, you're gonna listen to it because it is good music. But at the same time, again, know your audience, know your surroundings. Like at three o'clock in the morning, unless you're really trying to fuck with somebody, you don't want to be playing the Halloween track, like <laughs> blaring at, <laughs> like some sort of odd ice cream man of death exactly. you know <laughs> vanilla twist pew, pew. no so that was a lesson learned to keep that at home mm, spin and it six times <laughs> lesson learned lesson learned yeah. that's why we're doing it here in the house now the next thing we're going to listen to here <laughs> is we're going to go with one of my favorites uh and it's Lori's theme and this is another one that is and that's the beauty of the halloween score just from top to bottom is the simplicity but also technically there's some intricacy in there as well, but just it's it's so ingrained within the film itself that every time I hear all of these cues, I can see specifically Mm -hmm. all the, you know, the images that's going on. We have a Dean Cundy to thank for that. So the next track we are going to listen to is Lori's theme. Thank you. 
have chills. That's scary as shit. It's but <laughs> the bad thing is all I'm thinking about is like I'm walking down the road and all of a sudden you come rolling by with the windows down listening to that song. I'd be freaking out if I didn't know that was you and like Lori's theme is playing like on in a dark alley and shit. I'd be shedding bricks. Well, I'm pretty sure, and I talked about it in the Halloween commentary, but when I was trick-or-treating one year, a buddy of mine passed by a house, and they were watching Halloween, and I heard the music, and it freaked me out enough that I just immediately, instinctively, I started just running. Yeah. And I think that's what this... Both of us were legitimately going, ah. Yeah, ah. yeah, And like at the time that I was in the college, and the lights, and I was going down the hallway, and the guy in the music room wasn't listening, was playing the Halloween theme. That's some scary fucking shit. When that happens in real time, in real life... It follows us. Yeah. It follows. Uh-huh. <laughs> Buck, Buck Flower. <laughs> and we all come back to Carpenter. God damn it. It always Money does. get your ass away from that. <laughs> It will always come back to Buck Flower with this podcast. <laughs> so the next little bitty we are going to listen to here comes from the Friday the 13th series. Ooh. We're going to go from the percussion heavy to string heavy. Mm. Uh, we're not, And, you know, he's not biting uh, Bernard Herrmann style at all. We, you know, well, you know, maybe a little, but it doesn't matter. Again, the good artists borrow, great artists steal. Right. And let's face it, uh, the Friday the 13th Henry Manfredini score is another one that's simply iconic. But the one we're going to listen to comes from part three. Part three? Fuck Shelley. There we go. Uh, (laughs) It's only been, I think, since the last episode on that. Damn, I should have timed that better. (laughs) Damn it. Damn it. Sorry, Larry. That's uh, my bad there. Uh, But this is actually, uh, part three came out in 83. And so why they had a disco theme is beyond anyone's notion. But whatever. I appreciate the shit out of it. Well, and that's what makes it instantly identifiable and one of the main reasons to pick that up on Waxwork Records. Uh, and actually, part three was the uh, cover art was done by Ghoulish Gary, Ghoulish Gary Pullen. And it's rad, too. It's incredible. They have the lenticular cover. Mm-hmm. It's 3D, so why wouldn't you? Right. So prepare yourself for the uh, theme from Friday the 13th, part three. Yes. Disco three coming at you. Yes. Disco stew likes to boogaloo, but not a crank crystal lake. <laughs> <laughs> Were supposed to be watching him. They were out on the dance floor shaking the groove things. It's got a dance curse. <laughs> Crazy Ralph would be the one guy that would outlast them all at like the dance. He's off. over there popping and locking and doing the worm and shit, all jabberwockied out. Like. <laughs> 
it's again it's one of those it start it gives you a hint of the classic the strings screeching mm-hmm. you get the and then so for those of you who don't know what to play at your halloween party this is it this is one that you can put on at any Halloween party. And yeah. you, what, you, now, this is what you don't see. This is, of course, an audio podcast. The visual component is uh, <laughs> Genius Ken. He can move well. Uh, he's got some moves. For those of you who are Crypticon, you can vouch. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's stuff they will never unsee, my friend. <laughs> to go where we're going, you don't need you eyes. Might. You won't want eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too bad we don't have anything on Event Horizon know, here. Right? <laughs> No, but the uh, the next one we're going <laughs> to listen to now, this comes from the first film, Friday the 13th, and one of the things that, if you're thinking of the first film, what's one of the things that comes to mind that the first film is known for? Oh, for the not being Jason. Not being Jason, absolutely. But when does Jason show up? In part two. Yeah, but uh, no, technically. Oh, at the, at the very end, that yes. stinger. That stinger there, and that's the one that I've seen it affect people i've seen it scare people just yeah. out of their minds oh yeah oh yeah I, I have too like they're like i'm done i'm out i'm out i'm out yeah i've seen it and it's great because the music that plays behind it gives you such an uh, a false sense of security mm-hmm. it's swelling strings she survived the night like i we don't know how she did it but she did she's in the middle of the lake you see the authority you know the cops are on the other side of the river everything everything's done the, the day is won until yeah what happens and then we get to the and it's so effective and that is what we are going to be listening to we're going to listen to the is the actual closing theme this is uh it's on the i believe the title is on the lake closing theme Mm -hmm. Yet so majestic. I mean, like you can picture like the, the mountains and the cold. Well, and we were doing the same thing. We were putting our arm and alongside like, yeah, and like, everything like just waiting for Jason to come out. It's again, it's one of the all time great endings, just heightened by just such a good misdirect with the music. Mm-hmm. It's like all happy and like it looks like the mountains. You feel like you're in the mountains, like a, a serene lake. And then, yep, 
then, then you're fucked up. <laughs> as you are, as you are. Uh, now, the next one we're going to go into here, uh, we're going to transition into a little heavy metal horror because, well, why wouldn't we? Yeah, why? Yeah, come on. Because if you know the show, you know I do indeed love me some heavy metal. I've been schooling genius. Mm-hmm. Uh, the education of genius. The education. Indeed. It's not as dirty as it sounds. That's something you would have found at the Vinegar Syndrome yeah, table, the education of Genius <laughs> McGee. Shout out to James uh, Vinegar Syndrome. What's going on, man? Um, this one uh, comes, it's is a film called Rocktober Blood. Ooh. Ooh. Have you ever seen that one? Uh, I've seen that. Have you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those that I could probably make a super cut. In fact, the first time I saw it, the Alamo Drafthouse used to do this really cool program of series where they would take two movies but they would cut out everything but like the the gore the kills and like the nudity and then they do would do these like little 15 minute like interstitials in between them and i saw rocktober blood that way and that played perfectly that was like the way you need to see that film because without the nudity and blood and it just drags a lot of places uh, but it's also it's a truly mean film as well um it's if you've ever seen i know the cover i know the cover quite well yes the cover is one of those ultimately iconic (sighs) ones with that that crazy ass gene simmons demon like have jack leonard have gene simmons and he's got the girl yeah big old thing it's fantastic and we're gonna listen to a couple of tracks from this sweet and it's even sweeter, actually, because the backing band in this film, the first time I saw it, I was looking at him. I was like, God, where do I know those guys from? Because the music is really good. It's, it's for good cheesy metal and a little bit of speed metal. It works wonderfully. But then it hit me. and I was like, oh, my God, that's sorcery. Sorcery from Stunt Rock Sorcery? From the same. With the, the wizard? and like. <laughs> Minus the wizard in this one because they're acting. But it's sorcery. But you still get a hell of a stage show at the end that has to be sorcery inspired, basically. It's it's so freaking good. Did and that one dude come out and wrestle alligators and shit? <laughs> like, did Grant he like page? Yeah, did he paraglide through the the the, the, the entrance like oh, I'm hitting fuck up shit and like just terrorize people had they incorporated him into it it may have elevated the film a little bit more <laughs> but the end show they get and the track we're going to listen to is called killer on the loose and literally during the singing of this song the guy is killing the girls on stage and everyone thinks it's part of the stage show but is it or isn't it
It's your time to die. That was rad, dude. It, it opens up with like I when he was like, dim, 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 I couldn't help but like kind of I don't even know the fucking song and I'm over there like air guitar with my tongue out, you know. And then it's the Simpsons riff gag because like you think it's gonna like <laughs> you think it's gonna stop and then they keep going. <laughs> It should come as no surprise that these guys were in the same running as uh, the late 70s Van Halen. Yeah, okay. Just that guitar masturbation. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> there's yeah. always a place for it, most definitely. I dug it. I dug it. It's it's a lot of fun. Kill on the loose. Dun, dun, dun. And, again, and he's killing on stage. It's a true, just it, like it's a sleazy slasher is what it is. Is it ho- it's, is a sorcery's Halloween show? Pretty much, it is sweet. In October, that's what you get. Otherwise, year round, it's you know the uh, oh god, it's uh, Merlin versus the devil, basically. Yeah, exactly. It's medieval times, like. But as soon as September hits, kill it on the loose. You know. It's well worth your time. And this is rad. also put out by Lunaris Records as well. That's a rad song. It's really good. Now the next one we're going to listen to is I called. Watch the movie. I think it's on YouTube. Yeah. It's uh, it's again it's it's sleazy. I can't stress that enough. It's a rad ass name though. Rocktober Blood. That sounds like I think that's it's, one reason why I never saw it because it was like ooh you know Rocktober Blood. That sounds rad. But like you know you'll have to watch it. Report back in on it. Cool. Be kind of curious to see what you say on that. Now the next track we're going to listen to is called Rainbow Eyes, and this one features the vocal stylings of the female lead in the film. And there's a lot of interplay between her and the lead singer of the band. It's anyway. It's a rocker and a half. This is one that is Rainbow Eyes. Rainbow Eyes, not um, uh, Rainbow in the Dark by Dio, but Rainbow Eyes by Sorcery. <laughs> think that's a pretty legitimate rocker myself that's driving down the highway fast that's when you can roll down the windows and play really loud and not get the strange looks you can drive 55 but like (laughs) because i was thinking the whole time this sounds like heavy metal i mean i know it's heavy metal but i mean it it means it sounds like the cartoon heavy metal and i was like this is rad this is some good stuff and that makes sense because uh, sammy hagar 70s rockers yeah they all had a specific kind of flavor and I'm just glad that we got it eventually in this particular film. So go check that one out. That's on Lunaris Records. Now, the next one we're going to do, we're going to do what uh, it's going to be a Steve Moore double play here. Now, Steve Moore, we've talked about his work a lot. He's done the score for uh, Mayhem, mm-hmm. um, which is always a big favorite. Uh, the Mind's Eye, which is one I'm a huge fan of. Uh, he did The Guest. Oh, yeah. And the first one we're going to listen to is uh, a track from Cub. I still have to check that out when that looks fucking rad. 
that one and you might argue against it being a slasher film but i i think it does fit that vein it it's like boy scouts at the flies very yes and it goes some really dark places um but the best part of it it's like it's an 84 minute just lean mean international horror flick i first saw it on shutter so again shutter shout out uh but it's one well worth to check your to check out the film but the steve moore score now steve moore he does some he's all synth heavy he's one of those guys who wears his influence on his sleeve nice yeah i mean it's john carpenter it's all those synth masters but i i love his work and now some people will say he does a lot of repeating and there's a lot of repetition in his music but i think every song does that and a lot of the synth heavy stuff you get a lot of that stuff. yeah we're going to listen to the track called Treehouse from the album Cub. And yeah, this one, like I said, if you can check the film out, it's a creepy killer kid flick with a twist. Not even a twist, but with, with more. Ah. But Steve Moore adds a little bit. So here it is, Treehouse. Oh, horror. Can I hear a John Carpenter influence? Can you? No, not at all. That sounds ominous as shit. Speaking of John Carpenter influence, that's another one you don't want to be rolling around to somebody or like hear that while you're driving in somebody's car. You would. There are certain Steve Moore songs you could play in the car. He actually has a little duo band. I believe it's called Zombie. Mm-hmm. Zombie with an eye, of course. Uh, and they do play. I, but yeah, his synth, his scores for the films, yeah, they're definitely dark and sinister. There's only two types of shit that happens in tree houses, and that's heartwarming like endearing shit <laughs> and like irrehensible horrible shit that sounds like the latter yeah, yeah. you're not gonna see that score step brothers are you <laughs> nope nope <laughs> <laughs> and now the next one we're gonna listen to is the aforementioned the guest which is, still remains one of my favorite first time watches even though it was by myself in this very basement but i had such a good time i literally went yeah at the end when you got the guest screen at the very end but the thing that kind of heightened it was of course the score and immediately i was like man who did this and i was like steve moore i've got to seek his stuff out and fortunately i was able to come across um the guest score uh released on relapse records so again some 
if you, all the record companies we're talking about here, go and seek them out, buy them. Okay. That is, again, we're all about physical media. Right. Don't pirate. Pirates walk the plank. That's they do. And if they, if they do, they're going to be scored with this little bit of, um, I guess we're going to call this a suite, if you will. This is going to be the guest suite. <laughs> Bravo. Then, yeah, we'll leave Bravo. it at that. <laughs> inviting hypnotic there's something unknown and ominous about it you know it, it, it is all those things the warm and hypnotic you know but then there's like an undertone of like darkness and like i like it it's a good metaphor for the movie exactly it works perfectly yeah. in tow with the film yeah and it's another one that if you haven't seen the guest is definitely a secret slasher <sighs> yes it is yes it is if captain america went bad that's per- and that's just per- and that's the perfect way to put it. If you have not seen the guest, I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. That's when I know I was able. Did you see that one beforehand, or was no, I? No, to- no. You introduced me to that. I think it was like the next day, and you're like, "Come over, you watch this movie." I'm like, "All right, cool. What are we watching?" The guest. I'm like, "All right, cool." And I almost was like, "Yeah, this movie's rad." You know, it was great because this that last shot, and then you're like. <gasps> The guest, and I was like, "Oh yeah!" Well, the fact that you know Wingard and all them threw in the Halloween three references it's, in in big giant fashion. Yeah, it's and like I said, it's ultimately it fits in with um, something like The Hitcher, which mm-hmm. we recently had a chance to see on it's, the big screen. Yep, it's a pseudo slasher. It's a good Halloween movie. It's a good like yes. Halloween double feature. It would like work. if you like with the OG and then this one. In fact, if you remember right, for one of the uh, little horror marathons I threw here at my house, I did two indoors, two outdoors 
outdoors and then we came back in for one and we showed the guest because mm-hmm. there were a few i mean i mean this was like one in the morning yeah and it was just but like, we championed through we yeah. were like it's the guest oh shit the guest okay i'll watch i'll stay up for the guest absolutely <laughs> we got to stay up later there's guests coming so <laughs> glad we didn't transition to the strangers <laughs> there we go is timer home <laughs> not at all <laughs> move on move on now we are going to move on to our next album and steve moore like i said he draws a lot of influence from john carpenter but another person that you can really hear his influence on is brad fidel who if you know the podcast you know my love of fright night and my love of fright night is only enhanced by the work of brad fidel in his work in that particular score but the score we're going to listen to today because that's a vampire film that's another time. Another place. Kind of, sort of. Um, Fraternity vacation? Yeah, not even. Oh, that's another. Ho- mm. Not necessarily a slasher film. <laughs> but we're going to go with a film that some of you may not consider a slasher film, but for me, it falls in line with the guest as a secret slasher or pseudo slasher, The Terminator. Oh, hell yeah, dude. He's an unstoppable killing machine. It's Michael Myers with a gun and an exoskeleton. <laughs> with a little bit more of a vocabulary, though. Duh, six times. You got a dead cat in there, buddy? Duh, 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 duh. So we're going to listen to the... We're going to start off with the main theme, and this particular release is from Milan Records. And this is another one that's just packed the gills, beautiful artwork. Uh, but we're going to start off again with the main theme. serves correct i think one of the first films you and i ever kind of watched was terminator was the terminator yeah 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 i I think so i think so and and it's so wonderful just because you know you're gonna get even from then to now you know whenever you hear that you're gonna get some and something I was waiting for that moment that Mm -hmm. and that's this again I think the Terminator works as effectively as 
Halloween does with its music, how it enhances it. Yeah. I think the Terminator does as well with Brad Fidel's music. It's just, it, it's another character. Mm-hmm. It's, but the metal clanging and all that, it's wonderful. It's almost like Skynet itself has, it's the narrating. See, sentient music. Oh, wow. Sentient sounds. Sentient Sith. Ooh. That's scary. There we go. Now, the next track we're going to listen to from that album is, that was a little bit more meditative, slow, brooding, and then a buildup. This next one we're going to listen to is just straight fast. This is the Iron Maiden Steve Harris bass guitar riff. This is one of my favorites. Um, and again, just if you haven't seen The Terminator in a while, go and rewatch it. Mm-hmm. Stop this podcast right now. Uh, you know what? No, it's an it's about a two hour flick. I was like, I'd like to do a, a, a commentary on that one, but man, that's a long movie. That's a lot of dialogue. Yeah, that's yeah. We gotta pace ourselves on that. So the track we're gonna listen to here is the Tunnel Chase, and it's one of the great. Ooh. It's a great sequence in the film. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, you know don't want to spoil anything, but it's it's heightened, it's intense, and the scene works, and it works so well, and it's because of this track. This is Tunnel Chase. creepy and funky all in once well if you hear that even if you've never seen the movie if you hear that you know some ill shit's going down you know what i'm saying you can't be frolicking and having a good time with that as your backing track no this is some like oh shit somebody's following me in a vehicle and i don't (laughs) like it or like i'm going down the stairs you know but you definitely get put in like an urban situation with it you know because it's very still industrial and like so, like, you're not like, oh, I'm being chased in the woods. No, you're being chased in the city. Yeah. And whether it's Chuds or Terminator, Street, street tufts. tufts, whatever, ill shit's going down. And it's, like I said, it works perfectly as a slasher film and contains one of the best. And we talked about it on The Hitcher. There's kind of a, there's a through line with some of these secret slashers is there's always like a, a massacre at a police station. Mm-hmm. And the Terminator, holy shit. Right. When he's two-fisting that stuff that he takes from Dick Miller again. Exactly. Started at, from Piranha to the Terminator. Uh, he goes on a rampage and it's frightening. And then, of course, the effects work of Stan Winston in that film are topped to on James Cameron, one of his first mm-hmm. who did Piranha 2, The Spawning. Right. All comes back to Dick, Dick Miller. Once right? again, it all comes back to Dick. <laughs> it, it is. God rest his soul. That's another one that passed recently that it's just it's unreal that that, that, mm-hmm. that has to occur. Now, we're going to close things out here with a uh, track from a film that I know you saw for the first time last year. And it's one that actually led off last year's Dismember the Alamo. Ooh. So if you weren't there, uh, our whole thing with Dismember last year, we did a theme. It was school-based horror. In fact, we put together a killriculum. Mm-hmm. And our first film fell into sociology and psychology. And it's a film that is part of a higher degree of terror. It will leave you pulverized, terrorized, and hospitalized. <laughs> it is Splatter University. That movie is a lot of fun. It, it is it's beyond it's still it's, goofy it's that, slocky horror be horror like early 80s late set when did this come out it was a mid 80s basically okay it's and mid it's, 80s and it shows it's a mid 80s slasher but it's fucking fun it was really fun actually it played to see well with, with the crowd that's just it it was a perfect way to start yeah the marathon yeah uh it was a lot and i actually had seen it only through uh usa up all night yeah, uh, that had been Rhonda. It was totally an up yeah. all night. <laughs> and to see it then unedited was great. And the reason, so when I saw that this was being released on vinyl, I was like, ah, oh, do I need that? I was like, 
Yeah, I kind of do because it's got a great little uh, synth score uh, from Chris Burke. And now this is being put out by Terrorvision Record. Terrorvision. Mm. Uh, I watched the Medusa's <laughs> eyes turn green. But I mentioned this also. And you know what? I'll share this story after the title track that we're going to listen to here. Now, this is, again, the main title, the main theme from Splatter University by Chris Burke. Sweet. Splatter University is the only place where you can major in synth wave, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that was sweet. That you know, it screamed like slasher. Yeah. You it's, know? And Splatter University is a straight up slasher. Now, like I mentioned before, um, and also this year's Dismember the Alamo should plug that out. Uh, October 19th, mm-hmm. save the date. Consumption Junction, what's Consum- your function? I, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We have actually, we have. Um, uh, finalize the lineup it is locked and loaded and truly loaded mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys are ready for what we're about to unleash on you nope uh in october but what was nice was uh during crypticon we were next to the vinegar syndrome booth mm-hmm. so again hey james it, it was nice but <laughs> it was nice but like yeah, you hit my wallet so <laughs> oh, oh yeah he hit mine hard and yeah. it was indeed i bought i picked up the splatter university blu-ray and what was great was he's, you know, he's peddling his good stuff. And he, someone mentioned, they were like, yeah, we, and I overheard it because we were so close. They're like, yeah, you know, we saw this at uh, last year's uh, Dismember the Alamo, Dismember the Alamo. And he kind of looked over. He's like, well, that guy over there. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, and they showed they were buying the Blu-ray. I was like, yeah. <laughs> so it was nice that people enjoyed the movie enough that they went and picked it up on Blu-ray. We're furthering the horror education with Splatter University. Continuing your education mm-hmm. even after graduation. Mm-hmm. And, we're, and we will truly be educating you again uh, that's re- this That's year's. retaking the test. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get an incomplete. We're going to let you show your work. No, we're going to have a good time with that. But um, this is always one of our favorite episodes to do. Like I said, we kick back and listen to some of our... And this is, like I said... Some of these you can probably play out loud. So if you're listening in your car, I'm sorry you're <laughs> But hey, you know what? Maybe that makes that like rush hour rage a little bit better. Or maybe you're just gonna have to keep raising and lowering your windows depending on like the creepiness of the music. <laughs> Where you're at. This is the we you know what we need to have a creep factor established with every track we play from here on out. Hey jerk speed kills. <laughs> um now Creepometer. We are gonna be closing our whole summer of slash series out next week uh we mentioned it before we are going to be talking the film behind the mask the rise of leslie vernon mm-hmm. uh, if you haven't seen that there is a great uh blu-ray out there by scream factory highly recommend picking that up because that movie is so worth your time yeah. uh, i can't wait the conversation to be had on that uh, but this, this summer of slash has been a lot of fun it has been a lot of fun and i'm glad we were able to incorporate a what's the score episode because there yeah. are some wonderful scores out there now listen you could have heard the burning on this particular episode, mm-hmm. but Paul Bearer Press, you got my money with brain damage, so there will be a scoring with Aylmer episode down the line. We're going to be listening to the light. We will listen to the light, but unfortunately, you don't get to hear the burning because I just couldn't justify it. I'm sorry, Paul Bearer Press. You know, I, I I parted ways a little bit, but I couldn't do it, so maybe until next time, we'll see. But speaking of next time, until that time, this is Greg D. And I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. <laughs>